Hello. Sorry. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to Idiots Alphabet Soup. It's us, we're the idiots, and uh, Catherine is in Blacksburg right now. Yes. exciting. Yeah. We're yeah. having all sorts of fun times, aren't we, Jim? So many fun times. Uh, we went to Texas Roadhouse. Right, because we're starting this tradition where we go to Texas Roadhouse anytime something good happens. Because if you remember, the last time something good happened, we tried to go to Texas Roadhouse in our dress to the nines. We were dressed to the nines. I was wearing heels. Mm-hmm. Full makeup, full glam. Um, But there was a really long wait. It was like a 50-minute wait, so we decided yeah. not to go. But... But this time, we um, were prepared ahead of time. We were like, we're, well, first of all, we were like, we're going to go after church. We went to church because we love Jesus. <laughs> um, and then after church, we're like, all right, we got to get online and get ourselves on the wait list while yep. we're on the drive. And we were only waiting for like five minutes. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and we are going to do it again because it is simply the best. It is quite good. We got um, fried pickles. Those were good. I love those. I've never had fried pickles. I've good. never had fried pickles before either. I like them. Next time, though, I propose we get the, um, whatever the Texas Roadhouse version of the Bloomin' Onion is. The cactus blossom? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a previous, uh, record, in a previous try at recording this, I went on, like, a five-minute story about how I first heard about what a <laughs> Bloomin' Onion was. Um, but I think it's better off not going on the podcast. But if you want to hear it, reach out to me and I will tell you the story. It's basically <laughs> non-story. I just wanted you to know that it existed, dear <laughs> listeners. Basically, an old man told her about it in health class. He said he didn't tell it. He was answering a question to the quiz that we were doing. Oh, oh man. Uh, well, you know, what else did we do while we were here? Well, we tried to watch, uh, well, we tried to finish The Return of the King. Yeah. The third Lord of the Rings movie, but he never seemed to Here's finish. the problem, is that I feel like I'm the only one who's really dedicated to finishing. Yeah, and like, everybody else is kind of like, Especially that last one we did, we were like all talking through it. Yeah, we were kind of like well, everyone was talking about anime. Yeah, we were talking about I anime. Was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't watch anime. And then also, Don was like asleep and his mouth was open. Was yeah, really Amy fell asleep on the floor. Yes, I don't know if we've ever explained like who these people are, but it's a mystery. It's a mystery. They don't want to be internet famous. <laughs> I've also been watching the Netflix show Love on the Spectrum. Oh my gosh. That show is like the funniest, the cutest, like wholesome little show that ever existed. It is very wholesome. I remember when I first like heard about it, I was like, that sounds kind of sketchy. Like, are they like making, like kind of making, poking fun at people's autism? Mm -hmm. But it really doesn't feel that way. No, I think it's just like, it kind of sheds light on like how autistic people like do in social situations yeah you know and it's not exploitative because like these aren't like these aren't what do you call it like neurotypical people um dating autistic people it's like autistic people dating each other Mm -hmm. and like both of them are like trying to navigate um through this dating world and it's so cute (laughs) it is really adorable and also like kind of semi-relatable how like awkward their dates are (laughs) some of them are so awkward it's like there's these awkward silences and you're like it, it's like oh so awkward but like it's awkward because it could also happen to you yeah oh or like some of them are like so over to the top like that one girl who was like madly in love with that animator guy 
And she had this big joke lined up that she told everyone about. She was going to ask him, do you want a big kiss? And then he's going to say yes. And she's going to present him with a big Hershey kiss. And she thought that was like the greatest idea ever. (laughs) But then she goes in with her, you want a big kiss? And he goes... Actually, I think, like, we should just take things slow. Like, I'm not really ready for that yet. <laughs> and she, like, dejectedly pulls out this giant Hershey kiss. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I would highly recommend people watch it. It's yeah. awesome. I also follow some of them on social media. Mm-hmm. They're really <laughs> They come across really my, like, For You page every once in a while. Not For You page anymore because I'm not on TikTok right now because of Lent. Yes. Oh, should we talk about what we're giving up for Lent? We should talk about what we're giving up for Lent. Yes. Okay. I'm giving up YouTube because um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I consume like an embarrassing amount of YouTube. Like I know all the YouTube drama. I know all the YouTube characters. And um, I watch a lot of um, tea spill videos. <laughs> Love that girl. Um, so giving that up for 40 days, that's going to be really hard. I've been, I've been like, um, giving up a lot of interesting things for Lent. I'll talk about that later. What did, yeah. what did you give up for Lent? I also gave up YouTube because I wanted to be matchy with you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I'm on YouTube some, but not nearly as much as you are. Mm-hmm. And so I also gave up TikTok. <laughs> nice. Uh, not Instagram Reels, though, because, well, I don't think, I don't think we could handle it. Like, we send each other so many Reels. Yeah. And it's, like, a way... Of communicating for us, especially mm-hmm. with our other friends too. Yeah, we have a group chat with our um, friend Garrett and now Amy, and we send each other um, some uh, spicy memes on there. <laughs> oh uh, man, yeah. Um, you went to a Broadway show. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I went to see My Fair Lady on Valentine's Day, uh, which was a lot of fun. It was a little. Mm-hmm. It felt a little weird going alone, but then I sat next to this really nice older lady, and she and I were chatting a bunch. Nice. Um, and then her grandkids showed up, and she was like, oh, "This made me feel really good." She was like, "Oh," um, they were like little, like middle schoolers, and she was like, "Oh, whatever, whatever." This is I'm um, sitting next to this nice young lady. Uh, she's really funny. And I was like, Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, her kid was really cute. Um, I was talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, I have. I'm in a math class right now." Or he's like, "I'm in math, and we're. I'm in advanced math." Um, and I was like, "Oh, do you like math?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's okay. I just, ugh, it's so annoying because my teacher makes us do assignments on paper, and I'm always losing them." <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's oh, so that's cute. So cute. Like, it's not that he hates math because math is hard. It's like he hates math because it's on paper and he keeps losing it. That's like the generation we don't understand. Yes, honestly. Like, these are going to be our kids. That's weird. Yeah. You know what I did for Valentine's Day? What? It was Ash Wednesday, so I went to church. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um. So I'm Catholic, and when you go to church for Ash Wednesday, they put a little boop, boop, cross. Um, on your forehead. Girl, I was seeing some people on campus on Ash Wednesday that had some major crosses on their foreheads. Like, I was expecting a little smudge smudge yeah. situation. It was like a full-on, long line, long line situation. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I was always worried, like, especially when I was going to, like, grade school, high school, we would have Ash Wednesday mass, like, in school. Mm. Um, instead of recess, we'd get to go to mass. <laughs> <laughs> but the priest would put the ash on 
And like, we were all deathly afraid that we would look stupid by like, like if we accidentally like smudged it with our hands or whatever, you get made fun of like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Um, you know, I found out what I and I found out that apparently Ash Wednesday is not um, one of the holy, holy days, days of, of obligation. obligation. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was because we always went to Ash Wednesday. Um, it's it's a really good one though. Like I enjoy going um, to Ash Wednesday. Do you know where they get the ash from? Yeah, it's the palm leaves from Palm Sunday the year before. Yes. How do you know that? I guess I know what's up with Catholicism now. You all, Instagram <laughs> is convinced that I am Catholic and Filipino. <laughs> because I get so many Filipino memes and so many Catholic memes. But it's because whenever they come across my feed, I'm like, ooh, Catherine will enjoy this. Send. <laughs> and they're like, oops, she loves those. Yeah. Well, I've been getting a lot of, like, Christian reels mm. and also like anabaptist reels and also volleyball reels and oh, the volleyball are, yeah. reels are all because of me yeah those <laughs> are all like because of you i've been working real hard to get my, myself more volleyball reels because i enjoy those yeah um okay should we start the live about? update here yeah <laughs> all right so today we're going to be talking about the book the stranger in the lifeboat by mitch album love that guy uh, should we talk about, like, how we came across this book before we talk about what it's about? Yes. Um, okay. Well, I got the book for you for Christmas mm -hmm. because, well, I just got the book for you for Christmas, like, period. Um, you were going to come to my house to celebrate Christmas together, and I wanted, like, a gift um, for you that you didn't know about because, like... <laughs> I am terrible at, like, keeping secrets from you. And, like, I couldn't keep any of the big gifts a secret. Wait, you, you kept the biggest one a secret. What was the biggest one? The video. What video? Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, but the, like, big ones on Christmas Day. Yeah, were, like, on a Christmas podcast Day. mic, a stand. Yeah, yeah. Those you did not keep a secret. Those I couldn't keep a secret. And, like, um, so I decided to get you, like, a bunch of little stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should go to... The place that ripped us off. Books a million. Books a million, yeah. Hate um, that place. Yeah, so I went there and I used your membership card. <laughs> good. Because I knew that you would you love a good deal and that was part of your Christmas gift is <laughs> I, I got a good deal for you. Um, yeah, so I, I saw the book. I thought it looked interesting. I read it before I gave it to you because I knew you would appreciate that too. <laughs> and then, yeah. 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 It was, it was pretty good. It, um, there were a lot of like, Oh, wow. Moments. Yeah. A lot of, um, where did that come from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Do you want to give a brief summary, spoiler-free summary of the book? I would love to give a brief sum-sum of the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a brief dim-sum of the book. <laughs> I would love to ramen the book. <laughs> I, would, I would love... To, to clear dumps the book. They're not going to get that. It's funny, I swear. Um, okay. So there's this huge ship that's filled with all these important people. Mm -hmm. It mysteriously crashes or it sinks. Like explodes kind of, right? Yeah. Like it exploded in the ocean. Um, and uh, there's these, I forget how many people, at least nine people. I think it's nine. Yeah, nine people. Eight or nine. 
yeah, on a lifeboat. Um, and they're like, they were lost for days and they pick up this one guy that's like floating in the ocean and they're like, they rescued him. And the mysterious stranger says that he is God and he will save all of them if all of them in the lifeboat believe in him, that he is God. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, this is being, it's it's like you're reading this guy's story of this happening on the lifeboat, but then also you're um, going through the story of this police officer who has the, like, this journal and is reading through it. Yes. And, like, experiencing his journey as well. Yes. And you see, like, between chapters, some media coverage of Mm -hmm. what happened because a lot of the people that were on this like big boat that exploded were very very like were really famous um and so it's like the people on the lifeboat were a mixture of famous people and like just people who worked on the boat so it was like the hairdresser and her her husband was like a chef or something maybe yeah a chef and like one of the cabin boys Mm -hmm. um but then also like some famous swimmer and like uh uh the owner of the lifeboat Jason something or the owner of the boat. The owner of the boat. I guess the lifeboat too. (laughs) He also owned the lifeboat because he owned the boat. Yeah. Um (laughs) and they were like I I really should have read up on this book again before we did it. It's been like a month and a half since I read it. Um but yeah. A politician? Yes. Right, the woman. Yeah. Yeah. And a little girl who was like nine years old. Yes. Very important to the story later on. Yeah. She didn't like talk at all ever. Because she was so traumatized by what she saw. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, okay. So from this point on, there, there, there may, may be some spoilers. Yeah. be some spoilers. And probably will be. But, like, this book is still worth reading, I think, even if you know the spoilers. Right, yeah. Catherine spoiled it for me a little bit. I did? <laughs> yes. Because, um, I guess we can just get right into the, some yeah. of the spoilers. So, like, I was still reading it. And I was a, a few chapters away from the one reveal. And you were like... So, Jenny, do you think the little girl is God? <laughs> I did not say that. Yes, yet, you really. did. <laughs> and I was like, huh? <laughs> um, I guess she could be. <laughs> and then I read, like, one or two chapters more, and the little girl is like, he wasn't God. I am. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. You know I can't keep secrets from you. <laughs> Okay, Catherine. Okay. What was the theme of the book? Ooh, I love a good theme discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I say? Let me, let me said, refer to the What notes. would you need to believe? <laughs> right. So there's this, I think the overarching mm-hmm. theme is like how much evidence do you need to accompany like a belief? Mm-hmm. Because I think in the beginning, none of them were ready to make, like, that leap of faith. But in the end, they did. Yeah. Because. Well, in the end, he was the only one left. Well, like, in the end, like, I don't think the book definitively said that that kid was God. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, the book didn't prove anything. Like, what do we have? A journal and the account of a policeman? There's nothing, like, physically evident that God was on that lifeboat. Mm-hmm. I kind of believe it was God on the lifeboat. Yeah. I mean, the story isn't real, so it's hard to figure out, like, what. Oh, well, yeah, but, like. But, yeah. 
if I were presented with like all of that information, I'd be like, yeah, that was God on my butt. Same. Yeah. Um, I would say also one of the things, I mean, you can, you kind of have to go into this with the idea that it, it God did have his hand in this in some way mm-hmm. is that like the help from God doesn't always come in the ways that we expect, right? Like these people are crying out. These people are on the lifeboat calling out for God to save them. Mm-hmm. And like, he sends a little girl. Right. That's kind of weird. Or yeah. like, if you think of the story of the police officer, who's mm-hmm. like, he's been, well, like he lost his daughter when she was four years old. Mm-hmm. She died. Um, and it's like, First, of course, he was, like, praying that she would live. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did. Like, he was calling out to God for help. And what ended up being the help that he got was finding this journal and reading the story. Right. Uh, which is not at all how he expected to get help from God. Yeah. Yeah. That another theme could be, you know, we don't really know if God was on the lifeboat or not. But death isn't something to be afraid of. If you believe in God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the only people who are wretched and miserable in that whole story were the people who thought that death was bad and that was the end. Mm-hmm. And there was like this really cool quote from little girl slash God <laughs> um, where, you know, she said that like, you know, our loved ones are the 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 difference between life and death is thinner is like smaller than what one would think and then the guy on the lifeboat was like well why don't the ones that love us come back to us then if it's not like such a great divide and little girl was like why would they want to <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh, ooh that's, that's so good. good. Okay, here's a question for you, Kevin. I'm yes. going to go off book. Yeah. Are you afraid of dying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I don't think that death is the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, I don't think that, not like, I'm going to be nothing when I die. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're young, you are afraid to die. Because you want to, like, there's so much to do still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. We're like, obviously, I would happy be, like, happy to be with the Lord. Yeah. But I think that, like, when you're older, it's easier to say, like, I'm ready to go because you've lived your life mm-hmm. and, like, you've had your time and then you're ready to go see Jesus. Yeah. But, like, I feel like there's still so much I want to do. Obviously, if God wants to take me now, like, he will and I'll be happy to be in heaven. Mm-hmm. But, um... Also, like, I'm kind of scared of the pain associated with it. I like, know. often dying oh my involves gosh. a lot of pain. Can I stop? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, we should get off the subject of death. <laughs> well, okay, Maybe. wait. Finish what you were saying about, um... Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much to do still. Oh, I was gonna say the other thing that I'm scared of is, like, the amount of pain associated with death. Like, especially at this point in your life, in mm. our lives. Yeah. Um, Like, if I'm gonna die, it's probably gonna be, like, in a car crash. Right, yeah. And, like... Yeah, and do I want to go through the, like, the pain that's going to come? Like, I feel like even if you die instantly, it probably hurts really bad for a tiny bit. (laughs) You know what also I don't like about dying young? What? Is, like, the people I'm leaving behind are also young. Yes. 
Yeah, and I don't want to, like, derail all of these people's lives because I died. That's so cringe. So cringe. Like, like I just got married. Like, my <laughs> husband. Be a widower. A widower. And, like, we are, we've only been friends for, like, a relatively short period of time. I would. And, like, I would I would want be a to die. mess if you died. <laughs> I feel like I would have to name my next five children after you if you died. I'd be like, Cat, Katrina. <laughs> Katie, Catherine, Lorenza, <laughs> and I don't want to figure out how to make like if I have a son, how am I going to name it after Jennifer Ann Smucker? <laughs> like, it's going to be really hard for him. So yeah. like, you can't die yet. You got to try your best. Okay? I'll do my best, girly. Have you ever seen? You know, no, this is too off topic. I'm not going to bring this up. <laughs> seen that we can cut this out i guess have you ever seen that picture of those two guys that are stuck on a wind turbine as it's like going up in flames no you know those wind turbines right (laughs) yes um so there's this picture of these two engineers that like were up on like the very top of one of those Mm -hmm. when like it caught on fire or something yeah and it's a picture of them, like, hugging, basically, before they're going to die. Oh, that's awful. I know. But then here's the thing is, we're going to, we should probably cut this out because it's real depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, after they hugged, the one of them decided to jump off and the other one has decided to stay. So if you were in that oh, situation, man. do you think you would jump off or do you think you would stay? Because you're going to die either way. I think I would try to jump off. It's a good, better view, right? I don't know. And also, like, if you fall in a wind, like, if you stay, is the wind turbine going to chop you up? No, you're just going to, like, explode or get burned. Oh, uh, yeah, I would I would try to jump, I think. It's more, but does that count as suicide? <laughs> That's my thing, too. It's like, I'm like, I think jumping would be a pleasanter death. Right, but is it suicide? It's a suicide. Because, like, what if the Lord was so moved to make a miracle that day? Like, couldn't he make a miracle? And how have you survived that fall? People have fallen out of airplanes and survived. Right. So, it's in the Lord's hands. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible thing to talk about. Yeah, we need to Are cut we this, this. We can decide later. Okay. <laughs> okay. It also doesn't help that every time we talk about death, we start giggling. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. Um... So you told me something really interesting about the author of this uh, of the book and like why he wrote the book. Or right, yeah. So he was dealing with something similar in his personal life as well, um, because I don't know if we mentioned this as a theme, but it's also like you're, you know, it's also. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know if I, meant, if I mentioned this as a theme, but it's also your, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we were talking about this uh his story with like why well, yeah, like the theme is love and loss. Mm-hmm. And like how do you deal with a loved one dying? Yes. Especially when it seems like it's unfair. Mm-hmm. How can God exist if they take your most precious people away from you? Mm-hmm. Is a thing. Okay, anyway, so Mitch Album. That is his name. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote the book after he adopted this child. I forget from what foreign country, but anyway, foreign child. Um, 
and she died like a year later because of complications of some like disease Mm. um and he kind of turned to the church and like found comfort there and yeah found god found god and so he i'm pretty sure that he was with god before but like uh he like they they became extra tight after they were like extra close like god's my homie sort of situation (laughs) I'm sorry, this is so rude. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um that's that I didn't know that reading the book. And it was yeah. really interesting to find out because it's it makes a lot of sense then. Like yeah, a big part of the story is that police officer who loses his child and has a really strained relationship with his wife as mm-hmm. a result. Um, and then like finds some peace, finds his way to the Lord through reading this journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, it makes a lot of sense, then, that the author had gone through something very similar. Right. And, like, I think there's, there was, like, a way in the book that kind of made you feel at peace with losing somebody you love. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there was, <laughs> yeah, there was this part <laughs> where one of the characters was asking, god like why would you take this person that i love so soon Mm -hmm. like i love it it's not fair but then god was like you shouldn't think of of it as like god taking somebody away from you he gave you this person to spend time with for like this amount of time and now he's back like they're back in heaven kind of thing yeah so yeah. I don't yeah. know if I would, like, enjoy that explanation. Like, if you died and somebody was like, aren't you grateful for the three years that you spent together? I'm like, yes, but I feel like I'd be like, yes, and. <laughs> I feel like that's the type of thing that, like, you don't say to somebody after they lost something. Right. Someone, unless you're God. <laughs> like, if you... Or, like, if the, if someone else says it about their own loss, you can be like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. But, like, you should never go up to somebody and be like, I'm so sorry your kid died. But, I'm so, but like, how good was it that you got to spend that time with them? Like, it's a sweet idea, but, like, they still lost their kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, like, what else we uh did after we both read the book i don't know if this is related to the book at all but remember that one weekend where i was like what would you say for my eulogy oh my word (laughs) yes yeah that was about like a week after we read it yeah yeah we uh that was when your um right this was after my um grandma died i don't know yeah your grandma's yeah we talked about that yeah my grandma's sister died yeah mama Ninette. because remember because then we talked about our grandma names and my brother texted me yesterday (laughs) and said that grandma grandma jenny and mama 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 ting Ting. mama ting would be our would be great rapper duo (laughs) names But yeah, anyway, we were talking about, like, what we would say at each other's eulogies. Yes, and oh my word. I was like, I legitimately started crying. (laughs) I used to do this to myself, like, even before I met you. Like, I would sit and imagine, like, what if my mom died (laughs) right now? I would, like, bring myself to tears. I don't know why I would keep doing it. Oh, Oh, my man. Yeah, it was, like, so funny. Um, yeah, I do that sometimes, too. Like, I remember, um, 
thinking about like the scenario like what if i can't have kids like what would i say <laughs> like i have the exact oh, man. um yeah it's so dumb you know what we should do Catherine? is we should collect books for all stages of like a relationship with a person because we've already got one for when they're like getting old and about to die which is being mortal and mm-hmm. now we have one for like after they're dead which is right. the stranger in the lifeboat yes so now we need um birth and then like the middle of life yeah <laughs> totally oh um, my gosh okay Catherine. yes there were a lot of twists in this book uh-huh. And I'm not going to let you say the one that's written down there, because that one's mine. <laughs> what were some of your favorite twists that showed up in this book? Well, my favorite twist was the part where the journal was lying the whole time. Oh, yes. That was wild. Because <laughs> I was like, stupid little cousin that, like, tried to ruin everything. I hate him. And it was, like, not him the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, why would you lie in a journal that nobody, you think nobody's going to read? <laughs> well, it's like he's lying to himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for context, um, you find out, like, this journal tells this story um, and, like, talks about how this guy sees himself as, like, responsible for the boat uh, exploding because his cousin was, like, talking about how he was going to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And then um, this guy, like, didn't do anything to stop him and, like, whatever, whatever. Um and then the cousin shows up in the life of the guy who's, like, investigating this and is like, yeah, no, I wasn't on that ship. Like, that was all this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, explains that everything you've been reading about is actually a lie. <laughs> yeah, there was no cousin. He was the one who wanted to blow up the boat because he thought that his real dad was the owner of the boat. And he was like, oh, I'm really going to stick it to my old man. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Um, my favorite twist... <laughs> Was when you find out that the boat actually was not blown up at all. It exploded because three whales <laughs> rammed into it. What in the world? <laughs> the very end, it's like, oh yeah. And then they finally found the remains of this boat. And the holes indicated that it had not been blown up by a bomb. It was three whales. <laughs> I would like ran into the carbon fiber sides that exploded. Oh, those poor whales. You think they died? They had to have died, right? I think because wasn't it like they crashed into the ship and then like it was in the engine room and it exploded or something? Yeah, and I hear that explosions are much worse underwater than out of water. Really? Yeah. I didn't know so, that. So like if uh okay. <laughs> it's like lightning. Yeah, it's like I don't know, it like multiplies mm. in the water interesting the force oh i wonder if that's because like water is so much more dense than air is yeah that makes sense yeah is that why like underwater bombs are a big deal right yeah interesting Torpedoes. fact you know um in the philippines they did a lot of dynamite fishing you know, you, you like throw a stick I of dynamite. I <laughs> love this story. Keep going. Okay. So they throw a stick of dynamite into like a coral reef. It like explodes and like reverberates the water. And like a bunch of dead fish just float to the surface. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Filipinos did this a lot because um, you get a lot of fish for not a lot of TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So the government didn't like that. Well, it's and terrible so, for the for the ecology. Yeah, it's terrible for the ecology. But the Philippine government didn't like that. And the solution was <laughs> to place 
statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary on top on these coral reefs. And so the fishermen were like, I can't blow up my, like the Virgin Mary down there. Like that's I'm gonna go to hell. And so they stopped doing it. That, mostly. That cracks me up because it's like the funniest <laughs> solution to a problem, but it actually worked. <laughs> See how easy it is to control people if they believe in God. <laughs> I'll be honest, Catherine. I don't know if it was a Mennonite fishing with TNT, if they would care if there was a statue of the Virgin Mary down there. Well, okay, but, like, don't you feel, like, some things that you consider sacred, like, you can't, like, you can't, like, stealing from that basket that they pass around in church? Ooh, yeah, no. Yeah. That's not Bad okay. juju. That's bad so juju. bad juju. Like, you wouldn't do that. Or, like, like stealing from, like, a, a kid's Sunday school class? Yeah. Bad juju. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, in the Shrine of St. Anthony, like, the place where I got married? Yes. They, there were some people who stole the candle money. No. Yeah, because, like, if you, like, if you light a candle, like, you have the option of, like, giving a little money. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a little box. And it used to be unlocked. But some vagrant would, like, open it up and grab all the money in there. That's crazy. Catherine, when you started that story and you were like, you know, at the Shrine of St. Anthony and we were talking about theft, I thought you were going to say that somebody stole St. Anthony's petrified flesh. (laughs) To be clear for our listeners, there's a small piece of St. Anthony's petrified flesh at the Shrine of St. Anthony. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That is also bad, Juju. I would not be wanting to steal some St. Anthony's dead flesh. Yeah. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't believe in, well, like... the reason I wouldn't want to steal St. Anthony's flesh is because I don't want human flesh. Right, but, like, wouldn't you not, just not want it with you? Yeah. I feel Period. like that's something you do if, like, you have real beef with the Catholic Church for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you don't have God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, what's, like, the equivalent on a non-denominational church? Um... Uh... You'd be stealing the... If someone, like, stole the pulpit from a Mennonite church, that would be quite difficult. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was someone who stole my Sunday school class's money. Really? Yes. We had no, raised, that's bad, Judy. I know. We had raised, like, over $100 mm-hmm. of, our, of our little pennies and everything for some missionary that a friend of mine knew uh not a friend of mine that our Sunday school teacher knew in Mozambique we'd like pulled together our money Mozambique Mozambique. um and uh, yeah somebody stole it out of our Sunday school classroom bad bad juju bad juju yeah um so yeah it happens but it's mad sketch it is that is so mad sketchy Mm -hmm. yeah I love collection money yeah? You love to steal it? No. Well, okay. So at in school, mm-hmm. this isn't a story about how I <laughs> regularly stole collection money, to be clear. But like in school, every first Wednesday, we would have a mass. Like a priest would come in and mm-hmm. we would like have our mass and we would give money. Um, And the person in charge of like collecting this money to give to the church was um, a teacher and I was like her favorite. And so on, like, during lunchtime, I would go 
to her office and I would like count up the money Ooh, <laughs> and like that. I'd put them into neat little piles and I'd be like, ooh, this is a good haul today. <laughs> oh, man. And I was a little auditor because like sometimes I would have to like wait in the office um, and like she would just tell me like, oh, can you hand it over to the priest like at this time? Mm-hmm. And be like, okay. And I'd ask the priest, like, what are you using this money for? <laughs> like, are we helping the <laughs> the street kids today? Um, orphans? Like, what what's gonna what's happening with this money? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it's like oh, literally ten dollars or something. <laughs> like, I wanna know how oh, we're man. helping. I love that. <laughs> but yeah. Should we um keep talking about the book? <laughs> right, the book. <laughs> Bad juju. Oh, dynamite, dynamite fishing. <laughs> okay. Um. So here's our next question. Okay. It's like there's this whole, like we know that the diary is it can't be entirely true. Why? Well, because the cousin because like, he lied. Because he lied. Mm-hmm. But okay. My question is, how much of the events of the diary do you think actually took place? And do you think, like, if there was some, like, actual person on the lifeboat that survived? Or maybe, yeah, do you think that God was also on that lifeboat? Okay. So I'm going to answer this two ways. Number one, if I was a non-believer. Number two, if I was a believer. Okay. Because <laughs> if I was a non-believer, I would say everything was a lie. Mm-hmm. I would say that he lied to himself the first half of the journal. And the second half of the journal, he was taken over by his own delirium and he like concocted this whole elaborate story of how like the little girl said I was uh, I'm God and like somehow that helped him like kind of come to terms with him dying alone mm-hmm. on that lifeboat um but I am a child of God <laughs> and I like to believe that it was it was him slash little girl her in the lifeboat <laughs> Because I'd like to think that anybody, like, all of the people who were saved, Mm -hmm. and this is, like, I also include people who believed in God and died happily, believed that that was God, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, um, scripturally, how it works with, like, God taking a human form again before he comes back. Um, right, but I certainly like the idea that it was God on the lifeboat. Right, and who's who's to say that it wasn't just like a apparition of him? You know, yeah, like, it, it could be like a not human. And maybe it was like sort of the sort of the like pre incarnate Jesus situation. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would, um, I tend to believe because like. Everything was so much better. Mm-hmm. That story is so much better if you choose to believe that God exists. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of similar to the book Life of Pi. I have not read that book. Yeah, because in the in Life of Pi, it's also unclear if, um, if, if God exists. And mm. the point of Life of Pi is life is better if you just believe. So, so yeah. I don't know if it is like a very god thing to do to say that everyone needs to believe so i can save you mhm because 
I think like in the New Testament, it's quite clear that salvation is a personal thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like in the Old Testament, God was willing to save Sodom and Gomorrah if they were exactly. if they were even just 10 good people. Yeah. So that that's what I was saying is like even like the God of the Old Testament would have would have probably been like, if there is just one person who believes on this lifeboat, I will not mm-hmm. kill everyone on this lifeboat. Yeah. I wonder if there's a difference, though, between God saying, I'm going to destroy everyone on this lifeboat, and, like, everyone on the lifeboat already is going to die. That's true. <laughs> and God saves them. Yes. But then did God decide that they were all going to die in the first place? Yeah. So, I don't know. We're we're not theologians. We're just girls. <laughs> We're just whamming. We're just whamming. Um, but um, yeah, I'd like to believe it was him on the lifeboat. Yeah. Well, like another interesting thing mm-hmm. um, in the book was, you know, the main character like lied the whole time and he couldn't fully bring himself to believe in God until mm-hmm. he told the truth. So can you fully believe in God if you are false to yourself? Well, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, okay. So I don't think you can because the whole point of him being dishonest is him not owning up to his own sins and repenting. Oh, right. You're so true. Yeah. And you're so correct because you need repent. You need to confess so you can repent and then, <laughs> and then you can be saved. Yes. Because if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Exactly. I don't remember what verse that is, but I know it's in the Bible. It's in the, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Is it sacrilegious that we always like to call the Bible the Bible? I don't think so. Cool. Let us know if that's sacrilegious. But it's just, like, cute. It's like, I call USPS Uspus <laughs> and HBO Habo. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think it's just like an ism, you know, mm-hmm. I read the Bible today. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of reading the Bible, we need to memorize five more verses before the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be done with chapter six. Yeah. Chapter six. There's uh, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs and we have done six so Almost. far. Almost. 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 Five verses away. After, after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right that like if you're if you're lying to yourself, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be true with God. And you have to you have to be honest with God when you're asking for salvation, because what are you asking for salvation from if you haven't sinned, you know? Yeah. And so that's like true for for like lying in general. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're lying to yourself, I don't think you can be fully saved. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, like I know for myself, when I've done something wrong, that's often like what keeps me, what makes me want to not go to God about it is because like, in order to tell God what I've done, I have to admit to myself what I've done. Right. And like, that's quite unpleasant. You know what we should read next? What? Mere Christianity. Yes. Got a lot of stuff in You're there. in the middle of reading that one right now. I am in the middle of reading that one. And like, they're just killing me that you're not reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's because I, I went for my next book being this biography of John Quincy Adams. Quincy. I learned it's pronounced Quincy, not Quincy. Um, Quincy? Quincy Adams. And it's like real slow and dry. And I haven't picked it up in the last like three days. And it's like 500 pages. And I need to finish it for brighter winter. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend Mirror Christianity. It is really good. C.S. Lewis is a little cuckoo. There's this part where he, like, talks about women. (laughs) I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not usually, like, the rah-rah go women. But, like, I was feeling a little rah-rah go women. (laughs) How dare you say this about us? (laughs) Was that where he was, like... Um, women can't, like, you don't want a woman handling a situation where a dog, like, your neighbor's dog bites your kid. Because, like, she's a woman. Yeah, she's a woman and she can't think because, like, she has this, like, sense of hyper-patriotism to her family or something. And I'm like, that is not true. There's many arguments, there are many, a lot of big blickle arguments you can put forth about how the man is the head of the household, but, like... It's not because women are hyper-patriotic to their family. Like, yeah. what are you even talking about? Whatever, whatever. You said that was before he got married, though, right? This was before he got married. And if, like, you don't know C.S. Lewis, like, before he got married, he was he was living with this, like, mother. Not his mother, but, like, a mother of his friend or something. Mm-hmm. And she was very, like, uh, authoritarian, like you need to give me all of your money. And he would, like, give her all of his money because oh he my lived word. with her. So that was, like, his idea of what women were. So I forgive you, C.S. Lewis. Um, I forgive. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about if you can, um, like, if you can fully believe in God if you're being false to yourself. Right. And yeah. we've established that you can't. Yeah. Well, okay. Can you believe in God? I think, yes. Can you, like, fully trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior? No. Yeah. Like, is it, like, like a salvation thing? Like, can you be saved? I think you you can objectively believe that God exists and be lying to yourself. Right. Okay, this brings up, like, a good point from CS. (laughs) No, no. Go for it. Well, like, we basically, like, went through the whole book anyway. We may as well go off book. We may as well go off book, yeah. Yeah. But there was, the, like, this really interesting chapter in C.S. Lewis's book that talks about, like, what a lot of people place emphasis on when they say that they believe in God. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one side of the Christian world thinks that, you know, the a physical manifestation of your faith is to do good works. Mm-hmm. So good works is very important, blah, 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 blah. And then the other side is, no, you need to like, think about your faith and, like, oh, I'm saved because I believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but C.S. Lewis says that those two things are one and the same. And that, like, you can't have one without the other. Because, like, if you just have one without the other, like, on one side, if you think that good works is going to take you to heaven, you're implying that heaven can be bought and that people deserve, like, if they do enough and they deserve heaven, but, like, nobody deserves heaven. Mm-hmm. And then if you're, if you say that you're faithful to God and you do nothing, that's not you having faith in the Lord. That's just you intellectually agreeing with the idea of him. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough, as we said. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. And it's, he kind of like does the analogy of like when you have a son and your son is like, can you give me $2 so I can buy you a gift for Father's Day? <laughs> like, that's what we're, we're doing. <laughs> and, like, you would rather have the son that puts in the effort of, like, getting you something for Father's Day. 
mm-hmm. than to have a son that's like, oh, thanks for being here. Like, okay. <laughs> and then does nothing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That was, like, that's interesting. interesting. I told you about that. Yeah, <laughs> you did tell night. me about that. Because- what do you think about that? I think that's I think that's true. Well, we've talked about it before, right? Like yeah. faith versus works and how how those play in. Because yeah. like definitely, I think both of us come from Christian t- traditions that tend to be more works focused as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like faith. It's like faith. I think is what is what saves you. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have true faith, then your your works will, like works will follow. Yeah. Um, when did this become a theology podcast? I have no idea. Honestly. But yeah. Maybe we should become theologians. Or like, maybe we should talk about it more because I think it's really interesting. I think and so like, too. I think it's really valuable to like talk about this type. Like, we're not theologians, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think it would be nice for like people who are like at about the same level as us here to talk about it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah um because it is interesting it is because like one of the things that catholics do is like they're constantly scared (laughs) yeah yeah they like really take that um philippians vote like verse like really seriously like i look upon my salvation with fear and trembling (laughs) it's like yeah or something like that yeah i think that the mennonites also have that like i remember someone saying like if you are speeding on the road <laughs> no you, yeah they're like if you are speeding on the road you are sinning and if you die in that you have died with a sin that like you haven't talked to jesus about yet like you are going to hell i don't i don't think i agree with that i'm just gonna put yeah. that out there <laughs> um but like that sort of like yeah you know there are men and kids who have these this idea in their head of like god is up there with a big book and he of like the book of life he <laughs> writes their name and then they mess up and then he erases it and then they and then they like sorry jesus and he writes their name again and it's like there's a whole worn down where their name is because right. it's been written and erased so many times and like right. i don't think that's a good um perception of who god is and like no how i i definitely is. don't think that's how that's how god is but it's i think it's good to like, be a little afraid, mm-hmm. right? I think salvation is something that's, like, not earned once. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, a, it's how you live your life. Yeah. You live your life as someone who's saved. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> Why um, are we honest? I honestly do not know. See, this is because... We saw the word God. And we're like, ooh, <laughs> exciting. It's because we read this book like a month and a half ago and don't remember a ton about it, but you're currently reading Mere Christianity. <laughs> exactly. Also, I'm glad that we're talking about this at the point where we've talked about this quite extensively. Yes, because before. sometimes questions get sprung sprung on the podcast and then it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Right. And then like, it gets a little aggro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, like, if my mom listened to it, she would worry that we weren't friends anymore. Because <laughs> I really like to do this thing. And this has happened, like, <laughs> recently. <laughs> this happens quite frequently. <laughs> yeah. Where, um, I don't know, Jenny would be coming home from Bible study or something. Mm-hmm. And you tell me something like, oh, we were talking about this and I think this. And, like, literally, I've never thought about it before, but my instinct is to just disagree. <laughs> So I just immediately start spitballing, like, why I disagree with everything that you said. 
<laughs> that would be like, but, but this and this and this. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just like doing that. Like, yeah. yeah. It does. It does make me like find good arguments for things because there have been times also in these where I say something and then I'm like, oh, that is a really awful argument. I'm just gonna put that out there. I know that's a bad argument. I'm coming up with a better one. <laughs> and it's yeah, I think it's really fun. And also, I think we're at the point in our friendship where, like, this is obviously not me trying to demean your opinion. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna try my best to destroy. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. Just well, kidding. I feel like what what helps with our with when you and I discuss this is that we're to the point where it's never like, um, like you're wrong, you're stupid, you're whatever. It's like I don't agree with this idea. Like mm-hmm. it's not so much you. It's like this the, the ideas and the topics, right? Which I think makes a huge difference when it yeah. comes. To, it doesn't feel like a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And I think like. We do make these disclaimers of, like, full disclosure, like, I haven't thought about this before, but I'm going to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure? This is the first time I've ever thought about this, but I will die on this hill. <laughs> and then it's, like, we, like, argue about it. And then the next day, we may have, like, come to agree with the other person after yeah. all. Because <laughs> I remember the last, like quote-unquote fight that we had I was like I don't really believe one in it one way or the other but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay here (laughs) all right should we do our final bit and then have the podcast okay let's let's wrap it up our final bit let's say back to the book the strange on a lifeboat yeah let's say you and I are stranded on a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean Mm -hmm. and some we find like some guy swimming in the ocean and he gets on our lifeboat um and he's like I'm God. I'm here to save you. Mm-hmm. What would it take for you to actually believe that he's God? See, that's the thing, right? Is it would be really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, show me on this Bible, like where, like you are supposed to show up on a lifeboat, sir. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be the, that's the thing. It's like, when someone shows up saying they're Jesus, and I feel like this is the the biblical thing to do. Right. I know. It's, like, so embarrassing because I sound like a Pharisee right now. But, like... Well, no. Like, the Bereans did this, right? And, like, they were commended for it. Like, when Paul showed up teaching things, they were mm-hmm. like, okay, let me check the scriptures and see if what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, that's what we'd have to do. Granted... I don't know if, like... I don't know if we'd the know script, enough scripture. Script, yeah. I don't know if we'd know enough scripture, but we will have the whole book of Proverbs memorized. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I would, and you know what I would have to ask him? I'd be like, I thought the next time you came back in human form, it would be like, ooh, rah, rah, coming from the heavens. Like, what's up with, what? what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Why are you here? This is not the agreed upon time and place, sir. You said the last thing that oh, didn't that? have to be. Like something rara in heaven. Oh yeah, I would be like, what are you like? What form are you in, sir? Like I thought when you came back, it would be like a woo rara. I'm coming back to take you all to heaven. Uh-huh. And like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? I bet we would like try to make it fit with the scripture. Oh yeah, we would be like, oh my gosh, like did the rapture happen while we were on this like? <laughs> Is this but God trying to like, take us away? You'd be like, wait, but if the rapture happened. Like, wouldn't we, would, we not be here already? Wouldn't we not? Like, wouldn't we already be taken up? Okay, well, maybe, you know, it says one should be taken and the other left. So, like, maybe we were both left. <laughs> and we'd, like, try to make it fit so we can believe in this. 
our, lunatic on the Our poor, like, dehydrated brains would be trying to remember any scripture we've ever learned. You know, <laughs> you, you know, all we say is like, oh, all I know is I'm unclean because I'm on my period. <laughs> you know, Catherine, when we were, when I was young in school, like, we had to memorize a lot of scripture. Yeah. And also, like, you know, Catherine, when I was young, we had to memorize a lot of scripture and, like, in school, in church, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And the thing they always said was, like, well, first of all, there's the verses, like, my wor- by word by hidden my heart that I might not stand against thee or whatever. And then also they'd be like, someday you might be a missionary who's stuck in prison. And, like, then you'll be grateful that you've memorized all these verses because they won't let you have a Bible with you, but <laughs> you'll have all these verses in your mind. And what they really should have said is... Someday you may be stuck on a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean and this guy shows up and says he's Jesus. Yeah. And then you'll know if he's right or not because you can compare it to the scriptures. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think honestly it would be really hard for me to believe that some random guy showing up and saying he's Jesus is accurate. Because I feel like based on what's happened, like based on scripture, it's a lot more likely that it would be... um Something very much not from God. <laughs> right. It could be Satan. Yeah, it could we be would Satan. Pro- we would probably think that it was Satan <laughs> on the lifeboat. We wouldn't even be like, it's just some guy. We'd be like, it's Satan. <laughs> Satan. What be you- gone, Satan, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I spit on you, quick. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. See, do you think it's, like, much harder for us as Christians to believe in something that's right in front of us because we have like such a like set idea of what God is and what he's like. I feel like the hurdles are different. Right. Um, Because I feel like for us, the hurdle is, does this fit with what I know of who God is? Mm -hmm. Whereas for somebody else, it's like, I don't even believe that God can possibly exist. So in some ways, I almost think like, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, we've gotten over the initial hurdle of God exists. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think you and I would both really want to make sure that this is actually God. Right. Like, we believe that it's some supernatural being. Yeah. But, like, is it God? Whereas somebody who didn't believe in God would be like, it's just some guy. Also, is it, like, God testing us? Like, are you going to believe in this false God? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to die for Jesus kind of but thing. But then what if we're entertaining angels unawares? <laughs> Why does... <laughs> Where is the section in the Bible that, like, tells you what to do in a water disaster? <laughs> Well, you know, there is one big water disaster that happens. Jonah. Jonah. I was going to say Noah. Also, well, no, that wasn't quite a disaster because he was saved. Well, yeah, I'm talking about all the others. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't believe. They didn't believe. (gasps) They didn't believe. (laughs) (laughs) We're so dumb. We're so dumb. I don't know if this is enjoyable, but I'm I'm having a great time. <laughs> Honestly, this might be the most fun I've ever had recording a podcast. Um, oh man. Okay, should we wrap things up here? Yeah, let's wrap things up. All right. Uh, this has been <laughs> Idiots Alphabet Soup Babouche. Babouche.